In the annals of the history of the Wild West, few names frighten lawyers and residents alike like John Wesley Hardin. Reputed as the most dangerous outlaw in the West, Hardin terrorized the border with a series of bloody robberies, murders, and shootings. But who was this man, and what made him the most notorious outlaw of his time? John Wesley Hardin was born in 1853 near Bonham, Texas. His father, James Gibson Gip Hardin, was a Methodist preacher and former roundabout driver. Meanwhile, his mother, Mary Elizabeth Dixon, is described by Hardin in her autobiography as a highly cultured blonde woman and sees philanthropy as a prominent feature of her personality. The Hardin family moved often, as James Gibson passed through central Texas on his preaching tours. However, they eventually settled in Sumter, Trinity County, Texas in 1859. This was a time of great social and political upheaval in the state, as Texas was only a few years away from becoming one. States of the United States Overall, John Wesley Hardin's early life was shaped by his family's itinerant lifestyle and the turbulent political climate of Texas during his growing up years. While attending his father's school in 1867, John Wesley Hardin had a violent encounter with another student, Charles Slaughter. Slaughter accused Hardin of authoring graffiti on the school wall and insulting a female student in their class. Hardin denied the allegations and instead claimed that Slaughter was the real author of the graffiti. The situation quickly escalates when Slaughter attacks Hardin with a knife. In response, Hardin defends himself by stabbing Slaughter with his own knife. The attack was so severe that Slaughter was nearly killed. This incident almost resulted in Hardin being expelled from school. However, it is worth noting that in the lawless and violent environment of the Wild West, such violent encounters are not uncommon. In November 1868, 15-year-old John Wesley Hardin entered a wrestling match with his uncle's former slave, Major Maj Holshausen, and Juan. However, the next day, Maj is said to have ambushed Hardin, shouting at him and brandishing a stick. Hardin claims he defended himself by shooting Maj five times with a pistol. Maj died three days later and two other men were injured in the incident. Hardin's father is said to be afraid that he won't get a fair trial in the Union-occupied state, as Maj was a slave, and orders him to go into hiding. According to Hardin's autobiography, the authorities eventually discovered his location and three Union soldiers were sent to arrest him. Despite being warned by his brother Joseph of their approach, Hardin decides to confront his pursuers and ends up killing all three of them with a gun. Hardin knows that returning home will lead to his arrest. He traveled with the outlaw Frank Polk in the Pisgah area of Navarro County, Texas. During their journey, Polk killed a man named Tom Brady. A group of soldiers sent from Corsicana, Texas, pursued the duo, but Hardin managed to escape, while Polk was captured and imprisoned. While in Pisgah, Hardin briefly taught school and claimed to have won a bottle of whiskey by shooting a man in the eye. He also testified that along with his cousin, Simp Dixon, each killed a soldier in a confrontation. In addition, Hardin allegedly killed a black man in Leon County, Texas. On January 5, 1870, in Tawash, Hill County, Texas, Hardin was playing cards with Benjamin Bradley. 
Hardin won almost every hand, which angered Bradley and threatened him. That night, Bradley goes to find Hardin and fires a shot at him, but misses. Hardin then shoots Bradley dead with both of his pistols. Witnesses have described Hardin's quick-draw technique, with the holster sewn into his vest and his pistol pointed inward through his chest. Hardin admitted to killing two men in Hill County and testified that he caught two members of a 15-man chase after him, took their weapons, and instructed them to wait for him at Jim Page's. Hardin then allegedly killed another man on January 20 in Horn Hill, Limestone County, Texas, following an argument at a circus. A few days later, in Cosi, Texas, Hardin shoots dead a pimp who demanded money from him and a prostitute he was with. In January 1871, John Wesley Hardin was arrested and charged with the murder of Waco, Texas Laban Police Chief John Hoffman. Hardin denies committing the crime, but he is remanded in Marshall Township's wooden cell while awaiting his transfer to Waco for trial. While in prison, Hardin bought a revolver from another inmate. Two Texas State Police, Captain Edward T. Stakes and Jim Smalley, were assigned to escort Hardin to Waco for trial. According to Hardin, they tied him up on a saddleless horse for the journey. While they're camping along the way, Hardin manages to escape when Stakes goes to buy hay. Left alone with Smalley, 17-year-old Hardin testified that Smalley began taunting and hitting him with the butt of his pistol. Hardin shoots Smalley, then runs off on horseback crying while hiding beside the animal. Hardin testified that while on the run, he was captured by three men named Smith, Jones and Davis in Bell County, Texas. However, he killed all three with their own guns after they were drunk and careless. Hardin managed to escape again. On July 4, 1871, a Texas trail owner named William Corin was killed on the Cottonwood Trail, 40 miles south of Abilene, by an unnamed Mexican fleeing south. The Mexican was then killed by two cowboys at a restaurant in Sumner County, Kansas, on July 20. Hardin admitted to being involved in the fatal shooting of the Mexican. Historical records show that John Wesley Hardin was a notorious outlaw and a gunman who committed many brutal murders. Bull's Head Tavern, in Abilene, Kansas, was founded by former attorney Ben Thompson and gambler Phil Coe. They advertised their business by drawing a bull with a large erect penis on the side of their establishment. However, residents complained to town sheriff Wild Bill Hickok when Thompson and Co. refused his request to move the bull. Hickok changed it himself, which angered Thompson. Thompson tried to irritate his new acquaintance, Hardin, by shouting at him, he's a damn Yankee. Pick rebels, especially Texans, to kill. However, Hardin seems to respect Hickok and replies, if Bill needs to kill, why don't you kill him yourself? Later that night, Hardin confronts Hickok, who tells him it's illegal for him to carry a gun in town and orders him to hand over his gun. To his surprise, Hardin bends down, picks up his revolvers from the holster and hands the guns to Wild Bill ahead. Then he quickly coiled them up in his arms, and suddenly Wild Bill was looking directly at the muzzles of their guns. However, both of them back off, and Hickok advises Hardin to avoid trouble while in Abilene. Hardin met Hickok again while herding cattle in August 1871. This time, Hickok allowed Hardin to bring his pistol into town, which he never allowed anyone else to do. 
Hardin is fascinated by Wild Bill and enjoys being seen intimately with such a famous gunman. Hardin alleges that when his cousin, Manon Clements, was jailed for the murder of two cowboys, Joe and Dolph Shadden, in July 1871, Hickok arranged for his escape at Hardin's request. The encounter between Hickok and Hardin at the pub is also based on historical stories. Hardin is known for his violent behavior and is known as a notorious gunman. On the other hand, Hickok is a legendary figure in the Wild West. Despite their differences, they have a mutual respect for each other. The incident of Hardin giving his gun to Hickok is also based on historical records. In the early months of 1872, Hardin lived in central South Texas, specifically in Gonzales County, where he married Jane Bowen and began to befriend her brother, a herder. During his stay, he reconnected with some of his cousins, who were allied with the Taylor family. The Taylors had a feud with the Suttons. On August 7, 1872, at the Gates Saloon in Trinity, Texas, Hardin was shot by Phil Sublett, whom he defeated in a game of poker. Sublett fires a shotgun and hits Hardin's kidney twice. For a while, it looks like Hardin won't make it. While recuperating, Hardin decides he wants to clean up and turn himself over for his past crimes to Sheriff Reagan of Cherokee County, Texas. Unfortunately, when he learned how many murder charges Reagan was planning to bring against him, he changed his mind. Hardin escaped from the Gonzales County Jail in November 1872 after a relative gave him a hacksaw to cut the bars of his cell's window. Despite being protected by six men, Hardin was able to escape and a $100 reward was given for his capture. In May 1873, two men, Jim Cox and Jake Christman, were killed by the Taylors at Tumlinson Creek. Hardin was recovering from a gunshot wound at this point but did not confirm or deny the reports that he commanded the attacks. He simply said that he did not have time for such matters, as it was not his responsibility. Hardin's most notorious actions during the Sutton-Taylor feud involved his participation in the murder of two lawyers believed to be allied with the Sutton family. On July 18, 1873, in Cuero, Texas, Hardin killed Deputy Sheriff J.B. Morgan, who worked under Sheriff Jack Helm, a former Texas state police captain who led the Sutton force. Dot. Later that day, Hardin kills Helm in the town square of Albuquerque, Texas. In June 1873, while on the run, Hardin helped his brother-in-law, Joshua Bowen, escape from the Gonzales County Jail. Additionally, Hardin was involved in the murder of Thomas Holderman during this time. In 1878, Hardin was put on trial for the murder of Webb. He was sentenced to 25 years in prison in Huntsville Jail on June 5 of that year. However, a year later, Hardin and 50 other inmates are caught trying to tunnel into the prison's armory. Despite several attempts to escape, he remained in prison until February 14, 1892. At that time, he was found guilty of another manslaughter, stemming from the previous shooting death of J.B. Morgan, and was sentenced to an additional two years in prison. During his time in prison, Hardin wrote an autobiography in which he claimed responsibility for multiple murders. However, there is little evidence to corroborate these claims. 
After serving 17 years of his 25-year sentence, Hardin was released from prison on February 17, 1894. At the age of 40, he returned to his hometown of Gonzales, Texas. Later that year, on March 16, he was pardoned, and on July 21, he passed the state bar exam and obtained his license to practice law. According to a 1900 newspaper article, shortly after his release from prison, Hardin committed negligent homicide by betting $5 that he could with the first shot knock a Mexican man out of a box. Soap that this man had sunbathed, won the bet and caused the man to die from a fall, not from a shot. John Selman Jr., a lawyer from El Paso, arrested widow M. Rose, a part-time prostitute and acquaintance of John Wesley Hardin, for swinging a gun in public. Hardin faced Selman Jr. about the arrest, and some claim he hit him with a pistol during their argument. On the afternoon of August 19, 1895, Selman Sr., approached Hardin and the two exchanged harsh words. That night, Hardin goes to the Acme Saloon in El Paso to play dice. His last words were four sixes to beat. Just before midnight, Selman Sr. enters the pub and shoots Hardin in the head from behind, killing him instantly. Selman Sr. fires three more shots at Hardin as he lies on the floor. Hardin was buried the next day at Concordia Cemetery in El Paso. Selman Sr. was arrested for murder and testified that he acted in self-defense, saying he saw Hardin reaching for his pistol as he entered the pub. Despite his claims, a jury was hanged, resulting in Selman Sr. released on bail pending retrial. Before the retrial, however, Selman Sr. was killed in a gunfight with United States Marshal George Scarborough on April 6, 1896, during an argument after a game of cards. John Wesley Hardin's death at the hands of John Selman Sr. shed light on the violent and unpredictable nature of the Old West. The case also highlights the prominent role played by gunmen and outlaws in lawless territories in the late 1800s.